From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be, right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Lori Johnson. And for those of you that haven't met Lori, um, she has been a regular on Powered Up as we celebrate our sixth or seventh year. I can't remember. And uh, Linda's not with us today. She actually had an appointment with her new dog to get him uh, some shots and fixed and haircut and all sorts of good things. So we're going to wish her and her new dog, Charlie, well. And we're going to be visiting today with Lori Johnson. You can find her at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com, and that's spelled L-A-U-R-I-E. And we're going to talk about what 2020 is bringing us and how we can cope. And, you know, before we started the show today, Lori, we were talking about the power of a nap. And I can't tell you, I have taken more naps in 2020 than I probably took in the whole decade, you know, um, <laughs> that we just left. But for some reason, I am so tired. Everything seems to make me tired. And I don't know, I thought maybe I'm getting older, but I didn't age that much in like a year. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, it's, it's a very challenging energy going on right now. Um, biggest change year that we are going to have in this lifetime um, that sets things up in a cascade of change going from year on. And so with that very specifically coming into this year, January isn't really a start for the new year. It is a cleanup for the year before. So as the energy is shifting, going from one vibration to another, we actually assimilate that vibe and match that vibe easier when we're asleep. So being able to sleep, it's kind of like you can do every single thing that you did today that you did a month ago today and be more tired about it because there are more underlying energies that are shifting that there are levels of your consciousness that you might not have in functioning day to day that are working on that and assimilating that and accepting that. And because you're not conscious of it, it doesn't mean you're not doing the work. So basically you're doing twice as much work, although part of that is like under the surface. It still affects you. It affects your body. Plus our bodies are changing with this vibe. So it's like you wake up with a new portion of your body. Your cells are changing. The vibration is changing. So being tired um, is not because you have more things to do or you're getting older. It's that they're, you're doing twice as much work, so you do need more sleep. And in some cases, it's really hard to sleep these days. Um, I know uh, quite a few people that since we started this shift um, toward the beginning of the year that they don't go to sleep. They're in bed, they're laying in bed, they're reading or listening to music, whatever it is that helps them get to sleep. And then they lay down and they just can't do it. And sometimes you go to sleep at, or you go to bed at 12 o'clock or 11 and you're up until three or four because you can't just get there because the vibes are, I can't say more intense, but more intensely felt at night because 
because we don't have that monkey mind going on all the things that we need to do during the day. So we're supposed to quiet down, but that's when the vibes come in. It's like, okay, now we got your full attention. Let's make change. And for people who are sensitive, that means I can't sleep. So napping is good. Well, and it's, it's, it's like the sleep of the dead for me these days. I'm not really dreaming and I'm not, you know, like my kids are funny. They come in and they're like, mom, you look dead last night. Like we came in to get you to sign this paper or whatever. And I'm just, you know, laying on my back, just dead to the world. And, and it feels like very, very heavy sleep. You know how sometimes I sleep lightly and I, like if I have a computer problem to fix, it'll tick over in my head, even though I'm asleep, but I'm light sleeping and I'm still working on it. But these ones are like heavy, slumberous, like a bear hibernating. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you need to go into that deep place. Um, It's not regular sleep. It's yeah, you're right. It's sleep on a different level because it's healing and it's um, assimilating. So it's like, again, when you concentrate on something during the day, say that you have something to do, and it takes all your concentration and literally whatever's going on around you, you're not paying attention to. It's that level of sleep that we're in. It's not just to rest. It's to do this work so that you can function. And sometimes that means that when you wake up, you've got more energy. And sometimes you feel very lethargic because it was so deep. It's like trying to get back into this world, into this consciousness, into this vibe to function. It, it takes a lot to get there. It does. It's like an old car shifting gears. Like my trans, mm-hmm. my sleep transmission is broke. You know, it doesn't seem, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it doesn't seem to move back and forth like it has in the, in the past. And the other thing I noticed Lori recently is, and maybe it's, I just don't remember it, but I don't even have any recollection of dreaming. You know, like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm surprised I'm here. Or I'll be like, mom, where'd you go? Um, you know, things yeah. like that. I haven't had any of that. I I wake up and I wake up normally. It's not like the alarm is dragging me out of a dead sleep, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of dreaming going on. It doesn't seem to be a whole lot of anything going on that I can recognize, but I'm kind of tired when I wake up in the morning. So I know I've been doing something. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Um, it, it, there is dreaming going on here, but it's again, we're getting too used to a whole new vibe, which also means our thinking process, um, how we assimilate our own thoughts and information that is coming from outside us, like on an inspirational level or how you're picking up other people's energy or how you're picking up higher source God energy, um, all of that stuff, we are now more sensitive to that. And in order to make it easy for you, that's kind of like they're downloading programs while you are asleep. And it's like, we'll get to those later. I just want you to have them now so that you got them when you need them and they will come to the surface as you need them throughout this year. But literally it's like you download a program on the computer and if you don't need it right away, you're not going to go through the whole thing of reading the manual and start practicing it until it becomes necessary. So taking you down into a deep place. So it's like an update. Like I'm downloading updates. able to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm downloading. Yeah. I've got to say this is brand new programming though. It's, it's more than that. It's really, really deep. That's why, you know, when you're down there, you're really, really down there. Got it. But it doesn't unpack until you need it. Yeah. It also is, is so different that it literally, not literally, but I mean, it's as if you are getting 
a brand new program, but it's in Sanskrit and your mind has to get used to Sanskrit. You don't have to learn it, but it's kind of like it's got to do that translation. Got We've it. been in a mindset for 2000 years. That's an age, you know, an Aquarian age, a Piscean age. We're in Aquarius. We were in Pisces. But within that, there is a mindset. And it isn't just, about, you know, the overall lessons of what's going on, but we all get into a very specific mindset. It's like a very strict um, vibe that gives us all part of the same thing, like as if Piscean age, we were thinking about apples and now we're thinking about feathers. So it's very different. It's not fruit. It's not even something that's related to fruit. And we're having to get into that new vibe. So we're kind of getting the programs for that because um, even though this is happening really fast, faster than it normally would, because it's like, let's get out of this energy. Let's get out of where we were. We don't need to do this anymore. This is transcendence for humankind, our new evolution. And so we need to get there uh, fast. So again, it's kind of like you're being not forced, but it's everybody is giving a new information to help them assimilate. And, it, you know, when you're asleep, especially when you nap, it can get you that information faster and harder so that when the time comes, yeah, you can use it. So are our biological structures changing too to handle this new, like, is this a hardware and a software upgrade? Like, Exactly. Okay, so our so our bodies are physically changing too. Yes, we are becoming physically less dense. Um, part of what the Aquarian age takes us into, this is all air energy or all spiritual or higher vibration energy, that it takes us into a higher vibe. When you're in a higher vibe, you don't need to have the density of your body that connects you to this earthly plane. And not like we're all going to like poof and become angels right away, but it's we become less dense because the energy that is coming to us is on a higher vibration and in order for us to match that or to assimilate that or understand that in any way we have to be on that vibe that's a natural progression for human beings but the earth when the earth had her birthday on december 21st 2012 and we had all the end of the world stuff that she went to a higher vibe we have to match her vibe in order to belong here and that's one of the things that's a dissonance that's going to be very, very clear this year. If you're not accepting moving into this vibe, and that would be more like on a subconscious level than on a conscious level, but if you get into stubbornness, like I don't want anything to change, you're stopping yourself from being able to lift into this, and it causes a dissonance within, because if we don't belong on the planet because we don't match the planet, we, there are consequences to that. Gotcha. People get ill, people die, people don't belong, and they become as if energetic outcasts. And that's kind of like a, a separation that we're going to be experiencing this year. Because this year is all about truth revealed, inner truth, self-truth, truth in relationships, truth in the world, in politics, and government, in everything, truth is being revealed. And that isn't just corruption on a big level. It's if you're not true to yourself, if you're not in your own truth, as in for an individual, if they have... Uh, listen to what everybody else says they should be doing. I had a, a client, a young, well, not a young girl. She's like 26, brilliant artist. And her family is all business, business, business. And they couldn't understand how she was getting like an artist in residence here. And then six months later, she'd get an artist in residence at another college. And she'd been going around the country uh, exploring her art and learning all these things and didn't have that nine to five job and they couldn't understand it. And the pressure that everybody that she knew was putting on her basically was that you're not like us and we don't understand it. So you have to be like us. 
And because she was young enough and because she loved them enough, it was really tearing her apart because she couldn't follow her own truth without all these voices coming in on her. So this year is her truth is going to be much clearer to her and choices that she has to make are going to be much clearer to her all the way down the line. And when you get into that truth, you naturally slip into that higher vibe. Well, I think that's hard because there's a lot of familial pressure. I know I come from a family of nurses and engineers and I am neither. (laughs) Yeah. And my poor dad, you know, he struggles. Like when people say, well, you know, tell us about your kids. He's like, oh, you know, my son and my son is NASA and my other son this. And then, you know, my daughter's a nurse. And he goes, and then my little one, well, she marches to her own drum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to explain, you know, what I do because I don't do just one thing. And I I never fit into that tiny little neat box. So I'm going to send some loving, supporting energy to your friend, uh, you know, with her family, because it really is hard to be the, the one beating your own drum. But that's the thing. People following their own truth are the ones that, they, that make the bigger change. Because when you follow your truth, the vibe that you give off, the light that you give off is incredibly bright and incredibly pure. And this is part of as if you're talking a spiritual or revelation um, grassroots system is that everybody standing in their own truth in everything, um, in, in relationships, again, client that is in a relationship with a man for like three to four months and she's not technically lying to him, but she is not giving him her whole truth. And I'm not talking about like the dirty details and things she doesn't want to share, but she's giving him what she thinks he wants because she's afraid to not have a relationship. There's no truth in that relationship, or I would say there's 50-50 on what the truth is, because if the things that she's holding back for him are still wonderful things, but she's making a judgment that he won't accept it. So people standing in that truth within themselves, within relationships, whether they have been doing it or not, the lessons this year are doing that, because the more that you do that in a relationship, within yourself, within the truth of what you're doing for a living, that gives your light a bigger shine and then you teach people through example by you living your life living your truth people are attracted to that energetically attracted to that and they learn from that for a lot of young souls who don't know how to do it so it's like grassroots vibrational learning i guess and the more people that do that the more it changes the upper levels of things that are stuck I think, you know, it's really important that we talk about these things because I, I thought staying in your truth meant telling the truth. Like, you know, I had a really hard time with this and, you know, I've had a couple relationships over the years. And when you said that it illuminated some things, like I, I dated this kind of hot younger guy for a while and it was really hard for me, Lori. I had so many big sunglasses. I had every like wrinkle product under the sun. I was working out every day and I was trying to be this, this person. And, you know, then when we weren't dating anymore and I dated someone a little bit older than me who had a little weight on him, I'm like, oh, thank God I could have dessert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but what that does, it reveals a truth about how uh, acceptance of self. Yeah, right. Or non-acceptance. So, yeah. And so it is about being able to tell the truth, but then there are different levels of how to tell the truth, of speaking your truth, but also knowing your own truth. Because this woman who's in the relationship who is not telling the truth, when she is not in a relationship, she really likes herself. 
but we're also looking like, you know, again, and going back to the 2000 years, the Piscean age where men were in charge. And that meant that women were there to be there for their man, to help their man, to support their man, to take care of their man, whichever man that was, father, son, husband, whatever. And so being in this lifetime, where this is the first lifetime where it isn't about that for women, we frequently have an issue on how we are in a relationship that I'm really cool on who I am, but I don't think a man is going to accept me because I don't know if I can do that without falling into old patterns of wanting him, he is more important, how he looks at me is more important. So well, in having boy. a situation, yeah, and having a situation like that with a younger guy, it is giving you like a mirror of who you are and how cool you are. And yet, how you can react when somebody else is in your life that you're afraid of judgment. Yeah, well, that's that was like, you know, Grace and Frankie came out. I don't know if you watch them on Netflix. Yes, I do. And I binge watched. That's why I'm a little tired today. I binge watched the whole <laughs> season. As soon as it came out yesterday, I was sneaking away in between my work calls and my clients. And I would sneak into the ladies room and watch like 15 minutes at a clip and then come back <laughs> to work. And, um, you know, when, when not to do a spoiler alert, but that was one of the things that Grace found out this season of like, you know, was, what is her truth? She, as she stands in her truth in a relationship, then she gets into another relationship and she's back doing the same thing she did in her relationship with her long-term husband. She wasn't standing in her truth. And that was a big aha moment for me. It is. It's a very big aha moment for a lot of women and literally anybody up until this point, no matter what they found out about themselves, specifically women in relationships, this is a year where a lot of things will come very, very clear. And for some people that might not be very enlightening. Um, There's a woman that I know that's been in a marriage, you know, the typical Texas marriage where she's the good wife and she does all these wonderful things with all of her um, other wives that, you know, they take care of donations and charities and they run this and she's incredibly unhappy and her kids are going to go off to school off to college soon and she's not going to have anybody there being a buffer between she and her husband but that kind of thing can be like the negative side of it is that and her truth is that with her children gone she doesn't really have anything in the marriage and if her truth is that this is unhappy for her what is she going to do about it but for most people It's like affected by judgment. That's also the freedom that we're getting this year. Well, I like that, you know, because freedom. Yeah, is it's, good. it it's can be hard because it's you know, like when you talk about giving your own truth or telling the truth, that's not always easy. Not just for you, but for the person that you're talking with. Yeah. Well, and you but know, it, Grace to go back. Go ahead, Grace and Frankie, they were talking about how they could be them. They liked who they were with each other you know, as friends, but then they weren't that same person with their spouses or significant others. And, you know, I think there's a certain truth to that in everything. You know, when you go to work, you can't be, you know, just yourself, you know, you, you you know, there's a certain set of rules and conditions, you know, in the workplace, you know, if I was just being myself, I'd come to work like I used to in tech and like leggings and a tank top with some goofy saying on it, my hair and ponytail (laughs) and my glasses, you know, showing up like your typical nerd. Um, Now, as I'm older and in more professional opinions, you know, those things are frowned upon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's certain give and take with these. But, you know, when you're talking about your truth, Lori, and I really appreciate our call today, because 
I really struggle with what does that mean? I've heard it a million times. Stand in your truth. Walk in your truth. Be in your truth. Like, I don't lie, but, you know, like, but I guess not being who you are, but then we're also improving. Like there's the, okay, now I've got myself in a big circle. Who I was yesterday (laughs) and who I am today is different. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the core of who you are, the core, the, see, the thing is, again, uh, for women, our biggest truth is that we're fine exactly the way that we are. We do not have to be there for others. We can choose to do that. That is a natural state of being able to feel what other somebody, what somebody else feels and wanting to help them. That's a natural state, a natural healing state that women have. But we're going into a time of equality where men who have that, who have not been allowed to use that as one of their resources because they were supposed to make the money and support the family that now they can do that. And women can stand in their own truth. Some women do not want to work and have to do that, but it's not about being able to be denied because you're afraid you're going to be punished. If you don't do what a man wants you to do or what society wants you to do, it's being able to stand in your own truth and know if you're making choices. And the way, one of the ways that you could look at the truth is the shoulds. Um, that if you should be doing something, then you know that's not part of your truth. You're doing it because either society or family or something is telling you that it's better for you to do something that you should do, somebody else's ego decision, it's a should, than it is what you want to do. And that's really easy to say. It's like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. And people cannot like quit work or quit relationships because they don't want to do that anymore or because they should. Quit laundry, quit dishes, quit cooking, quit driving. Yeah. But the way to find out about that is to, one, follow your intuition. And most women, well, I would say the intuition part um, within the Aquarian age, that's developing within everybody. The psychic part, whether you think that you're really psychic or it's just your gut instinct or whatever you want to call it, that stuff is a natural part of our evolution. That's as if they say, you know, you use 10% of your brain. This is another huge part of it that we have not accepted because we needed to think in lines and squares. Okay, we got that done. Now it's about thinking in circles and in color and in everything is available, not just things that are in a box. And that requires a different way of thinking and a different way of accepting self that whatever somebody has to bring whether that's within standard what society has set are the roles, those roles don't apply anymore. We're creating the new path, which is about whatever you have to bring as an individual, as a human being, is worthy, not the role that you're supposed to play because your age, your color, your religion, or your sex. Right. Well, and that's the funny thing. Like, I wish, I wish we had had this conversation like 20 years ago. You know, when I was forming my company and everybody's like, what a goofball and, you know, how is she ever going to be successful? You know, and here I am a single mom and I'm ended up taking care of my dad, my brother and my kids. And, you know, it's funny Uh you say these things because one of the things that happened to me, you know, I was plucked out of a cornfield and given this world-class education at Northwestern. And then, you know, I end up at Disney and CBS, and then I'm over working in Beverly Hills and Malibu, you know, with some of the, you know, the, not only the world's commercial leaders, but also some of the great thought leaders. You know, I got to meet, you know, Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, you know, really cool guys, really cool people, cool thinkers. And they, a lot of times gave me permission to do things differently. I remember I was in Valerie Harper's house. Remember her? She played Rhoda. 
And yeah. I was just sitting an open house for my boss. Like seriously, I was a secretary, you know, doing, you know, like nothing of any productive there, just making sure people didn't steal stuff out of her house and signed in when they got in to her real estate open house. And she and her husband, Tony came home early and there was nobody there at the open house. They're like, well, you can go back to the office. I said, no, I really have to stay here till four. Cause that's my job. And you know, they're like, you know, you could do differently. You could think differently. And Tony started telling me about his stuff. And then whenever Valerie Harper would speak, I would just go, Oh my God, Rhoda. Oh my God, Rhoda. It's Rhoda. It's Rhoda. <laughs> like, I had to calm myself down to listen. And she was talking about her charity work and all the things she did, you know, and I'm like, well, how did you know to do all this stuff? And they said they just did it. Like they didn't worry about what other people thought or they didn't, you know, let their mom or their siblings or their church or their education hold them back. They just tried. And, you know, yeah. that really stuck with me um, once I got over the Rota, Rota, Rota part of my, <laughs> you know, part of my sitting there. Because, you know, coming from this little small town outside of Buffalo, you know, we didn't have Rota come and sit in our living room um, <laughs> other than on the TV. But, you know, I think sometimes people who experience great success, and not all the time, but they step into what we're talking about today, which is your truth. You know, they yeah. let their light shine. You know, when she was talking about how she loved being on TV, but she loved more than anything using her influence to make a difference with kids. And she's like, I always wanted kids. I always loved kids. And she's like, it's such a, you know, strange way to go about serving children. But there is somebody, you know, who, who let her light shine. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, the more that you stand in your truth, it's kind of like when you stand out of your truth, we start with that. We start when we're born with that, but we also start learning other people's opinions on what you should do. Um, not just because mom says this or dad says this when you are just absorbing whatever your information that you're getting, but you can observe, you know, like Uncle Tony's doing this and Aunt B is doing this. So you get all these opinions that are going on that help you assimilate. And yet when, you, especially now we've got all these young kids that are coming in that are very old souls and they are very clear on who they are, which sometimes yes. makes it difficult for them to be raised, but also they are changing the school system because the school system is, you know, Piscean age lines and squares thought process. And they're going, no, no, no. I want to be taught everything in a completely different way. And so you get all of that being formed and it's really hard then to stay in your truth. These kids are able to do it a lot more than the adults are. Anybody born like kind of after 2012 has already got that down. Born from after 1989, then it's kind of like that interim period. But we're kind of like before that. So with those of us that were born before 1989, then how we stand in truth is like having to look at why things are in our way of being able to accept things within ourselves. Like I am a good person, but uh, somebody told me this and I didn't do the way this person wanted me to. And that forms an imprint on us that we don't consciously think about until we decide to pull it up and say, why do I not feel that it's okay to be me? Okay. Because this person said that, and that person did this and I did what I wanted and I got punished for it. So we've been learning little bitty things pretty much every day. And it's being able to like, literally, if you just want to stand in truth, sometimes it's like, forget everybody else, everybody's opinion. I banish all this stuff. I explode like a huge sun and crash everything around me that's been limiting. 
that's a really harsh change. It can be good for some people and some people need to do that. But basically the other way of doing it is that we get, like you're talking about in napping, we get these little information bites that come to us that help us do this gradually. Although gradual these days is like at a much more accelerated rate than it's been before. We get there. We're going to get there one way or another. It's just a matter of how much people fight it or how much people accept it. And when you do get in your own truth, it's like every single time you had somebody telling you something that you accepted about yourself that wasn't your truth, it like pulls you a little bit out of focus. So that when you do get into your own focus, then your light is really, really bright. Your vibe is really bright. What you say, how you behave, even if you don't say your complete truth, and I don't mean like you listen to me because this is who I am and you got to accept <laughs> it, but you know that they can't because there's another level. There's an even a level with even being psychic. It's like if you're psychic and I mean, you do this and you want to give advice to people, you don't give it to them unless they ask or unless you have their permission. And then when you do have information for somebody, you got to know if they can hear it. It isn't just psychic, like, I see this, this is going to happen to you in the future. If they can't hear it, there's got to be a way that you talk about it. So giving truth doesn't necessarily mean, blah, I'm going to throw it all at you. It's how you do it if on top of that, you can perceive the truth of how they can accept it. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, So it's complicated, but it's pretty deep. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. It's, it's complicated, it's deep, but then it's also so much simpler. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, we've got, we do this. Um, when I was at the Academy of Dramatic Art and studying acting, we had a class called period technique. And it was about if you're in a play or in a show where you have to be in a different period of time, we study all these different periods of time and the social mores and the dress to know how to behave, how you hold yourself, what the, the standards were, like you sit like this when you're in this time period and whatever. But one of the things that I noticed with that is that costuming, got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and we had more layers and corsets and then on top of that there was a chemise and on top of that there was the undershirt and on top of that was the actual dress and then the embellishment on the dress on top of that and that's just in the torso area until we got to like Napoleonic times and then all of a sudden there was Josephine with her very sheath dress that in many times was patted down with water around the breast so that you could see them but they weren't really there it went from you know like four feet on each side of you dress to nothing. That's what we do in societies also. We build and build and build and build and build and sometimes it's all superfluous, but we get to a point that it then comes down to simplicity. That's also what this year is about. It's getting down to that simplicity because basically all the bells and whistles that we've been adding on, they've been for a purpose, but we no longer need that. We've learned that. It's done. Let's get down to simplicity we went to that next level so now you know when you just basically when you talk about the tree of life within the kabbalah there are 10 spheres you go from the bottom sphere which is where we are in, in the physical world up to the top which is closer to god when you get to the top then you're at the bottom of the next sphere the next level up that's what we're doing this year is we are then stepped into that new level which is part of where we were and part of where we're going Wow. That's a lot. So what, what can we do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What can we do to, okay. to you know, kind of get through a lot of all this stuff? Part one is to be conscious. That sounds really simple, but we have gone by rote in many cases, as in you're in a job and 
you don't feel you can get out of it because you need to have a certain money because people are relying on you. It isn't that you've got to change jobs. You've got to realize why you are there. It isn't a punishment. It's a choice um, that it might not be what you want, but if you are doing it for a higher purpose, it isn't, again, that it is a bad thing or that you're not doing your truth. It is that you're doing your truth for others, not necessarily for yourself at that time. It's still your truth. First, be conscious, but also be conscious of your intuitive issues the powers that you have. And that means that if you feel something, even as silly as I'm driving down the freeway and I get a hit, I should get into another lane for no obvious reason, then listen to it. Okay. Because we get these hits all the time and we believe it for the first split second and then we are trained to then logic it out with the left hemisphere of the brain. Well, why is that? There's no car that's coming. Why should I move? But you do it and then you avoid an accident. You don't do it, and then you're sorry for it and think you should have later, but then you don't remember to do it the next time. We get hits like that all the time. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small, but the idea is whether you're going to do something about it or not, pay attention to it and acknowledge that whatever your gut is telling you, however illogical, that's right. The gut feeling, the intuition is never wrong. It might be wrong in the way society expects you to be, as in intuition says don't go to work that day. And you go, I got to go to work. There's money and I got to do what I need to do for the family. But if the, if the intuition is telling you don't, then you know that there's a reason for it so that you can still go, but know that you've been warned that there's something that's going to happen or you're going to have a bad day and you can deal with it better. It's just more information, but this is where we're going. The more that we deny that, the harder it is to make the journey. And this year is all about that journey. Another thing is meditation is always good. Um, any kind of meditation, if you don't know how to meditate, then one of the good things of doing is either a guided meditation where you don't have to just concentrate on not concentrating on anything. We in the Western world do not do that well at all. We can't do transcend medita transcendental meditation or just that nothing meditation um, very easily, for one thing, because our society doesn't slow down enough. So it is do something, do a candle meditation where you stare at the flame and then try to recreate the flame in your mind with your eyes closed or do something that is with sound. Right now, color and sound are going to be vitally important this year in that work with color as in staring at a specific color for a while, a color that you need if you need more energy, stare at red. If you need more calm, stare at blue, any different level of blue. If you need good luck, stare at yellow. Yellow is the color of fast luck and intelligence but also sound. So be very, very, very specific on what music you're listening to. Um, a lot of the cacophonous and hard music like heavy metal, I don't even know if that's still around anymore, and some rap, which is very, very angry. It's good to release it, but we're at that point where releasing and being able to move forward, the moving forward part, the being in that higher vibe part is gonna be more important than the releasing part. So be very, very careful what you listen to. And I don't mean like, you know, oh, I can't listen to this. It's going to upset me. But feel what you feel. If it makes you feel good, that's great. And if you do need to listen to really hard and angry music, then know that's part of release. But then follow it with something that is uplifting. Be aware of the colors that you wear that might go along with the mood that you're in. But if you need to be in a mood of like I'm going into a meeting where people are going to be really angry, then wear colors that are appropriate to keep you calm, like blue, any shades of blue. 
um, if you need to be really, really smart, again, yellow, or if it's going to be higher level energy, then wear purple or lavender or some in, something in that family. Um, those things are going to work really well. There's also being able to, I talk a lot um, within my work about what I call the freezing spell, which is being able to stop somebody's energy from bothering you. It basically is, uh, this is on my website and there's a lot of like way detailed in instructions on that. But if you want to stop somebody's energy from bothering you, get a white piece of paper, you make it square, um, put their name in the center of the paper with a black permanent marker, draw a counterclockwise circle really thick around their name, fold up the paper, put it into a food storage container that seals, not a baggie, but like a Ziploc box, um, fill it with water, seal it, put it in the freezer and leave it there. That cuts their energy from bothering you. It doesn't stop them from whoever they are, but if they're sending energy, whether it's purposeful or just ambient, and they're really upset and that's bothering you, then you can stop the energy. But you can also use the freezing spell to stop things about yourself. Like if you worry a lot, you can put your worry in a box in the freezing. You can do this with if you have bad habits and it's like, I'm always jumping down people's throats and I'm aware of it after the fact, then put that in that freezing spell also. So you can stop things that you don't want and that can help you shift how you want to be when you're trying to break out of a pattern that no longer fits you. Can you do this for your kids too? Like my kid's dad just drives them bananas with his anxiety and his fears and his anger. You know, can I, can I do this for them? Yes. Ask their permission. If you want to do this for anybody, you better get their permission and you don't have to say, hey, can I freeze your dad's energy from bothering you? Because they might not want to hear all that stuff. Nice. So it's basically, do you mind if I, if I pray something or if I, you know, kind of like do something to stop your dad from bothering you oh, or yeah. to stop anybody or anything going on, but get their permission. But yes, when you're doing it for somebody else, after you draw that counterclockwise circle around the name or whatever it is that you want to stop, then you put your son's name on the outside of the circle and you repeat it so that it goes all the way around the circle. So you got the paper that's blank with the name of the individual or the thing inside, counterclockwise black circle, and outside of that circle, the name going all the way around. So it's like name, 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 name. So that basically it means that black circle is the first line of defense and the energy is about stopping whatever is inside the circle from bothering whatever is outside the circle. Can I just ask you, what if you're called to use different colors? Like, in, you know, you taught me this a while ago and, you know, sometimes I feel the need to put the line in blue or the line in pink. And I don't know why it, that, that comes to me or to use a different color piece of paper. Should I just go with that or just stick with the yeah, white? Yeah, please go with that. The white, the white and black are pretty basic, but that's also we're coming out of the basic black and white energy of the Piscean age, which was always, yes, it's black and white, the very little shades of gray and it's lines and squares. So yes, if you're drawn to do that, yes, please. Think, you know, I mean, there are a lot of places that can tell you what's going on again on my website, not like everybody's got to go to that, but there's a page I have there that you can access from the homepage. It's a page called Metaphysic Gifts, and there is a section in there on candle burning and within the candle burning there is a list of colors and what they mean and what to do with them oh cool yeah because i'm really sensitive to color these days and it was weird when i was like depressed and and you know sad for my mom dying and you know frustrated over my divorce and going to court you know all this stuff all i wanted to wear was black and brown and you know yeah. 
now I have black, brown, and gray. I wear a pretty scarf with it because I didn't obviously get a new wardrobe. But I find what I find <laughs> my accessories, like my tote bags, my purses, everything is this beautiful, bright, happy color. And then I recently had to, my my phone, my five, my lovable little five, finally went on to cell phone heaven, and I had to get a new phone. And um, I updated my other equipment as well. I got a new MacBook and a new tablet this year, a new iPad. You know, my stuff, I keep it forever until it literally is dying. And um, yeah, me too. So Got it. it was on its way out. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and invest in this, you know, because they are business tools. But I ended up buying everything in rose gold. And I'm like, it's so pretty, Lori, and it sparkles. And it makes me so happy to have these pretty accessories. You know, before I had the Blackberry, and it was black, and I had my you know, work stuff, and it was all like black and brown and navy. And not that those aren't good colors, but now everything yeah. is kind of pink and peach and gold and sparkles. <laughs> it makes me really happy. Yeah. Well, that's a cool thing. Pink is the color of unconditional love, and gold is the color of the healing energy from the center of the earth. Oh, love that. So, my pink and gold, you know, everything now, I've got the covers in pink and gold. But you know what, Lori? It makes me smile. When I start work, I feel yeah. good. Yeah, because the vibe is there. That's the thing. We're getting more sensitive to the vibe, even the vibe of color. Gotcha. You, know, you use these things very specifically. Whenever you do kind of spell work or craft work, you use things that have to do with the color or they have to do with the scent or a certain time of candle or flowers that all have a vibe that help you with the vibe of what you want to want to excuse me, what you want to accomplish here. Yeah, because I lo- normally cool. love my work. Like I really, I, I, when I was little, I, my nickname was happy because they were like, wow, she's uh. really happy all the time. <laughs> and I did, I drove <laughs> people nuts. And then, you know, when I got married, I drove my ex-husband nuts. His, his not very kind nickname to me is like, oh, I guess plastic Polly's out. Pollyanna's out. Oh, ouch. And, yeah. Ouch. And you know, and now that I haven't been married for longer than I was married, like that's my little like woohoo this year. Um, <laughs> I'm finally not married longer than I was married. So, you know, I find myself really enjoying things and you know what, Lori, I do, I am Pollyanna and I can be plastic poly or whatever, because I do really see the good in people. I see the good in things. I find something to enjoy, you know, versus, you know, my ex-husband was very critical and he kept saying it was real. I'm just being real. And I would argue back and go, well, that's your reality, not mine. My, you know, my reality is the sunset's beautiful. Your reality is you see smog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was afraid of a lot of stuff, I would say. Yeah, and his but, fear came out in trying to punish everybody else, like you. You get to be right. that. <laughs> like me. But that's the one yeah. thing, you know, that I just love is, you know, we, especially as working women today, Lori, it's so fun. Like, I remember when I used to work, and no offense to IBM, I did a good job for them. They liked me. I liked them. And then we didn't work anymore because I, I just couldn't stay in my little box. And, you know, the first thing I did when I formed my own company was buy a box of pink pens, you know, (laughs) not that the ink was pink because I recognize contracts need to be signed in black, but, you know, and I bought all these and now like today's world, we have like staplers that look like shoes. You know, I have a pair of, you know, I have like a high heeled stapler and, you know, these things really brighten my work day. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's part of your truth, even though that might sound silly, but things that make you happy, 
I mean, genuinely happy. Not like, oh, I want a lot of money. That'll make me happy. No, it really won't because then you never have enough. But yeah, things like a stapler that's in a shoe. I know I do that. And that's the thing. (laughs) I had learned that when my father was um, having heart surgery and he had almost died on the table and it was a very, very, very long process that silly things like wait, doing in the waiting room. And I got a coloring book from Alfonso Mucha's color uh, paintings and I was using some oil pencils and I would do that and it would make me feel like I accomplished something and I loved working with the color. And in that really hard time, that was something that got me through. It was very simple, very, you know, just for an hour a day and it made a difference in helping me get through. And right now, whether we're in stress or not in stress, following what makes you feel good in spite of what anybody thinks is also the key of being able to find your own truth because your, your truth won't lie to you about what makes you feel good. No, no. Like I have this dot to dot that I got when the kids went to court, but it's a dot to dot where you make like the Eiffel Tower or you make the Tower of Uh, London, you know, or the Sydney Harbor Bridge, you know, and they're, they're like, you know, and I do the dot to dots and then I color them after. And it's so funny for me to think like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing this just because I enjoy it. And, you know, as a single soul supporting working mom with, you know, three mouths to feed and I'm taking care of my brother's three dogs. So there's an additional six little mouths to feed. <laughs> um, it makes me happy. And yes, there's a million other things I could do, but I will take, you know, five minutes to doodle or five minutes to color or five minutes to do my little dot to dots, um, you know, for grown ups And, yeah. But it gives me this peace and it relaxes me. So I'm actually more productive and I'm a better mom and a better daughter and a better owner because I'm not stressed the crazy out. Yeah, that's actually a part of meditation because what you do with that is that you go completely into your right hemisphere, into the creative, the spiritual, the meditative, whatever. That's all on the right hemisphere. You go into that and it kind of cleanses things from being all left hemisphere. It balances things out and it gives you that time when you're in a different reality so that you have refreshing energy of coming back into reality, reality. Gotcha. Gotcha. And is one that, last thing I wanted to, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, is that the same, same thing? Like I like to go on, on like YouTube and watch cute animal videos. Like when I watch the puppies rolling around, I just feel so happy and it completely changes. Everything. Yeah. Yes. That's what I do with Instagram. I've got nothing, but I'm following nothing but dogs and puppies and kittens and koalas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get a lot of news information and stuff like that. They sneak it in in the meantime, but that's exactly it. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention, though, is that one of the ways that we can really kind of release and get into a meditative vibe is by drumming. I can't stress how important drumming is, whether you do it on your own or you do it in a group. Um, but get a drum that, especially nowadays, that has a really deep, resonant sound. doesn't matter what kind of drum. It doesn't. Um, and just take 10 minutes where you're pounding it. You don't have to go on a specific rhythm. You don't have to try if you've never done it before. Then start off with trying to replicate your heartbeat and then let it go. But what that does is the pounding on it is kind of like punching something. It releases the energy because anger, frustration, all the negative vibes are part of the fuel that when you hit something, that's part of the fuel for your muscles to make that contact. But when you make the contact, all of that negativity comes out your arm 
and leaves. So when you're pounding on a drum, it's like that negativity is coming out of you all the time, but the vibration of the drum, because you kind of have to have it close to your body, whichever kind of drum it is, but that vibration coming off the drum also kind of dislodges negativity, dislodges our negative emotions within us because it's like being pummeled with healing vibes. Well, and I got to be honest with you, like I'm on Amazon right now as you're talking about this, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a drum for my office and I'm going to keep it under my desk here. And, you know, like I'm going to drum on it, like, you know, just, you know, try it and, and see you're talking 15 bucks on Amazon for a little eight inch drum. Like we're not talking about breaking the bank here. Um, You know, I have a tuning fork and I have, you know, because every time I have you guys on, you tell me some cool little thing. So it's like, I kind of do have my little de-stress arsenal in here. Yeah, pretty much. And all that stuff works. And, and, you know, it's some of it is going to be better at some times when you're really frustrated. Five minutes drumming the crap out of something. I had somebody come to one of my drum circles, brought a new drum, and she was so angry and so frustrated with things that were going on in her life. Brand new drum, she broke it. Oh. Because she was so angry. But it was like, that was worth it because she felt 400% better. And yeah. one of the guys that came to the drum circle that I used to hold in when I was in L.A. had a high blood pressure and had for years. And within the first session, his blood pressure was down. And when he came regularly, he no longer had blood pressure issues. Wow. So it's not just healing. It is, you know, if you're doing it in a group of people, then it isn't just that you're doing it in a group of people and you're all of common mind. But every beat of every drum is then a healing vibe for every individual there. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And it's really, really, really good for kids that are having a hard time assimilating to all the changes that are going on when they already know where we're going and nobody's listening to them because then they can do something that's productive of beating the crap out of a drum and that's totally accepted instead of being frustrated. Wow. That's awesome. Family drum circles are really, really good for everybody. They're bonding, but also... It's, again, releasing, and um, it just, I can't say enough about it. The drum circles that I held have been transformational every single time. Yeah. So what do the bowls do? And then we got to wrap it up because I I could talk to you all day. So we got drums, and then (laughs) I've seen these singing bowls. You know, I was thinking about getting a singing bowl. Oh, yeah. Like, what what does that sound do? Um, What that is similar to the drums, but it's on a, um, I would say pure higher vibration level drums are more like very visceral very earth and the singing bowls are more like taking you into the stratosphere because it retunes your body into a higher vibe gotcha, gotcha. And, it's, and it's pretty cool and you know you can get them for every every one of the notes on the scale you can also get them that they're not just quartz crystal you can get them quartz crystal that is also rose quartz or there's a, a place in Shasta that you can go, and I don't know the name of it, but if you look for um, Crystal Bowls and Shasta, California, that there is a place there that will manufacture the bowls from all these different kinds of crystals, and they have all these different kinds of healing powers. That's cool. And they come in different colors, too. Different colors, different sizes, yeah. Oh, and whatever well. speaks well to you is what you need. Yeah. Works for me. Like I'm going to get a little turquoise one to go in my bathroom and you know, when I'm curling my hair, I'll do my little, you know, bowl thing. Like why not? Yeah. It's what makes being alive. Great. 
It is. And one thing about turquoise, do know that that is not technically one of the seven chakras. You probably heard this before, but that's the chakra that is between your heart and your throat. And it's called the dimensional chakra because it connects you to other dimensions. Oh, so that would be good for me. That would be good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I mean, like, honestly, you know, they're not terribly expensive. So I could probably get a couple colors. But for some reason, I completely have redone my bathroom. And I'm not I'm not talking redid it like tile and stuff like that. Everything in my bathroom is white. But for some reason this year, I'm drawn to like the turquoisey blue. And I got a couple new towels. I got a yoga mat in that same kind of turquoisey blue. And I don't know why I'm so attracted to that color right now. I just am. Yeah. So I figure for yeah. a few little accessories that make me happy, we'll go for it. And that's the whole point. What makes you happy is what we're going to go for this year. Love that. It's Love not a minor thing. It's a major thing to be able to recognize your own happiness and to allow yourself to do what you do to make you happy. Yeah. Permission to be yourself. Yeah. Permission to do it without judgment, without your own self-judgment or picking up the judgment from others. And a lot of people who are really, really, really stuck and very afraid this year will very specifically turn that fear in taking it out on others. And that means they can be very judgmental. But that also means that if you're getting judgment thrown at you, it gives you the perfect opportunity for you to be really, really clear what you really believe. Love that. Love that. Lori, people can find you where? Uh, LoriJohnsonPsychic.com. That's awesome. It's spelled L-A-U-R-I-E, johnsonpsychic.com. Go check it out. Sign up for her newsletter. You'll love getting it. My friend Linda and I, uh, who co-hosts this show normally, we can't wait till Lori's stuff comes out. And then we call, did you read it? Did you read it? What'd you think? What'd you think? And, you know, (laughs) we have a lot of fun. So thank you you for providing that service for everybody. It is my pleasure. All right, we'll be back again next week with another great episode. LoriJohnsonPsychic.com. Check her out. You'll be glad you did. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. 